Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Good morning, and welcome to another time in the Word of God today, and uh, so glad that you've joined us. We're going to continue in Colossians, so if you have your Bibles, let's get them out. We're going to be in Colossians 1, and uh, and today I love the thought... um, we're going to kind of focus on Christ, uh, uh, really a celebration of, of who Christ is and what he has done for us. And as he kind of goes into this, we're going to be in, uh, we'll start in verse number you know, 14. It's uh, interesting because uh, the, the sentence actually begins in verse 9, goes all the way through 17, a bunch of semicolons. But uh, we're going to pick up in verse uh, 14. It's talking about Jesus and how, in verse 13, how he's translated us uh, from, uh, from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And, uh, and so he goes on in, in how does this take place? When does this take place? And, um, and, and I just want to say that the, the process, if you would, the gift, the Bible talks about salvation being a gift, um, it must take place now. It must take place on this side of eternity to impact that side of eternity, and and uh, and that's a, that's a very important truth to 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 come to grips with. But it starts with verse fourteen. It says, "In whom that's in Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin." We're going to talk about several things here that we can really celebrate about Christ. First one is that we have redemption through His blood. The word that redemption uh, is that it means payment or a ransom. Uh, and, uh, and, and, it, and it carries the idea of a freedom, re- redemption, a release of pay- that, that a payment brings. Okay, if I owed a debt, we sing that song, uh, he paid a debt he did not owe, I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace, all day long. Uh, Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. And, and that's what took place. His blood was the ransom. His blood was the payment that uh, that set me free, and uh, and what awesome thought! And it says this: in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Um, uh, that that's in other words, that's uh, uh, synonymous. It's it's the same thing as redemption. What does redemption bring? It brings forgiveness of sin. By the way, when we talk about are you saved? We say saved from what does salvation mean? Really, it's freedom from uh, from sin, from the penalty of sin, the consequence of sin, uh, uh, on a on a, a scale in our relationship to God. It, these aren't two different things. These aren't you know. Well, I'm saved, but I need to get forgiven. No, no, no. Salvation comes with forgiveness because sin was the problem that separated us. The forgiveness of sin, the redemption, the payment is what makes us right, and so. Uh, so we need to get that settled. It's interesting there is through his blood, uh, in whom we have redemption, the through his blood is missing from a lot of Bible translations. And I just want to say, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Hebrews says that. And, uh, and so this is a very important truth to understand. Uh, by the way, does your Bible have the blood in it? Make sure it's got the blood. Without the blood, there is no redemption. And so uh, in whom we have redemption... Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Hey, that's something we can celebrate. We can be forgiven. Uh, Job asked the question, can a man be just with God? And Christ answered the question, yes, he can. 
because of what Jesus did. And, and I'll tell you what, we can celebrate that today. What an awesome thought. Uh, no, no wonder the songwriter said in that song, uh, uh, Heaven Came Down, Glory Filled My Soul. He said, uh, he said this statement, uh, justified fully through Calvary's uh, um, love or blood. Uh, he says, oh, what a standing is mine. Uh, what a standing we have before God because he washed my sins away. He has purged me. He has cleansed me. And what an awesome thought that is. We can celebrate that. Uh, second thing to celebrate is Christ's identity, who he is. Verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God. The image of the invisible God. The word there, image, is where we get the word icon. Uh, Notice Jesus is not the invisible God. He's the image of the invisible God. He is the expression. Uh, You know, because the Bible makes it very clear that no man has seen the Father. And, uh, but but Christ is the expression. Hebrews 1-2 calls him the brightness of his glory. Christ is the brightness of God's glory. Uh, and so there is a difference between the Father. There's a difference between God the Son. And, uh, and by the way, uh, good uh, Trinitarian theology is very important for biblical Christianity to know who is the Father, who is the Son, who is the Holy Spirit, and how do they interact with one another? How, how, how do they interact with us, if you would? And so that's important. So, so there is a separation here. He is the image of God. When they, when they came to Jesus, they said, show us the Father. He says, I've been so long with you. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because he is the icon. He is the image of the invisible God. You know, Jesus had said to the woman at the well, he said, God is a spirit. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. He's the invisible God. So whenever there was an expression or a display of God, uh, that's the person of Jesus Christ. In Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So when you have the voice coming out of the burning bush, that was Jesus. When you had in the beginning, God said the speaking, the the logos, the the expressed word of God, that was Jesus. He in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. When when, uh, uh, the angel of the Lord's host, the captain of the Lord's host showed up and talked with Joshua, that was Jesus. And, and on and on it goes uh, uh, with the Christophanies of the Old Testament. But he's the expressed image, the, the, the image of the invisible God. Um, Hebrews 10.1 uh, talks about how the law was a shadow. A shadow is not the image. Jesus is not a shadow of the Father. Uh, he's the image of the Father. We have a shadow that was in the law. We have the image. That's the visible manifestation. And we have the substance itself. That's Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus is not only the image of the invisible God, but he's the only image of God. The only image of God. Um, in fact, it says in, uh, in John uh, 1.18, uh, in 1.14, it talks about how the word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And uh, the verse goes on in uh, verse 18, it says, No man hath seen God at any time. Why? Because he's the invisible God. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. Uh, you know, it's interesting, even when we talk about God's plan, and we talk about what is His plan for this age, you mentioned dispensationalism a little bit yesterday. We talk about these things. Um, I like what Hebrews starts out with. He talks about how in time past, in, in, uh, in, in, in diverse manners, uh, how God spoke through the prophets, hath now revealed himself uh, to us in his Son, speaking through Jesus. 
and I've kind of paraphrased that just a little bit, but but uh, uh, how here's how he revealed himself then. Now he's revealing himself through the Son. And uh, well, that's what Jesus is. He is the expressed image. So we can celebrate the identity of Christ. Who is he? He is the expression that God has given us to see the Father, to, to understand him. We see Christ's position, verse 15. Um, uh, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now, firstborn does not mean, obviously, he's not the first one that's ever been born, but it's a, 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 a prominence, if you would. The, the, this, this third characteristic of the Son is that he has preeminence over all creation. Uh, he is born in that he took on human flesh, but that does not imply uh, a beginning point uh, for this second person of the Trinity. Firstborn is more of a title than a description. Okay, in fact, even verse number 16, it says, By him were all things created in heaven and in earth. Uh, well, if they're created by him, but he was born later, that doesn't make sense. And so it's not talking about when he had, had a beginning. He had no beginning. He was there in the beginning with the Father, but it's more of a position of his. We can, we can uh, uh, celebrate that, that this Christ that has redeemed us is prominent in all creation. The fourth thing to celebrate is Christ's consisting work, verse number 17, uh, well, verse 16. Uh, let, me, let me finish that. He says, For by him were all things created in heaven that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Now, that's an awesome thought because uh, uh, he knows what's going on. He, he's not ignorant of this. Uh, this pandemic that's happening. He's not ignorant of who's in uh, political office. He's not ignorant of these things. In fact, he actually created dominion, and uh, which is awesome because we can go to him and we can intercede and we can, uh, we can plead with God uh, about our nation. And that's an awesome thought through the sun. And uh, uh, now we look at um, the next thing to celebrate is his consisting work. Verse 17, he is before all things, and by him all things consist. The word there, uh, uh, to uh, 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 son, uh, hestemi, uh, or, or, or hestemi, it means uh, son means together, and hestemi means to stand. By him all things consist. They stand together. And uh, uh, in fact, the English word consist comes from the Latin word uh, withstanding or withstand. And the idea is this, that by Christ, everything is held together. Uh, you know, scientists uh, for years, you know, what, you know what, is, what is keeping the whole galaxy, all that stuff together? It's like they're hung on nothingness. And uh, for years, they call it the God factor. Well, it is the God factor. Christ holds it all together, all the way down to the molecules and the, the, even down to the atoms. And in fact, the word atom means cannot be cut. It, uh, all the way down to that smallest well, he's the one that holds it together. And uh, by him, all things consist. And uh, praise the Lord for that. You know, how our world would be falling apart if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and he is the consisting factor, the, 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 the work that he does in, in, in creation and in our lives. Um, verse 18, uh, we can celebrate his headship over the church. He is the head of the body, the church. See, the, the body and the, the church, they're synonymous there. He's the head of the body, the church. And um, um, by the way, only in the epistles do we find this concept of the body of Christ. It's a, it's a, a, a definition, a spiritual definition of the church. 
Um, this is the body that Romans 6 talks about that we are baptized into, baptized into his death. Okay, And, uh, and so, so this is that, that body that he joins us together with. We, we make up as believers the body of Christ. And we celebrate that, that he is the head. And we praise the Lord for that. Uh, next, we can celebrate his priority, Christ's priority, verse 18. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. He's the beginning. Uh, um, this, this thing we look at, it's, uh, the word there is where we get the word architect or monarch. He, uh, he, he, it's to do with the, the beginning here. He's, he's the one that kind of starts it all and leads it all. Um, he, uh, from the beginning, the firstborn. We, uh, we can look at, uh, we can celebrate next Christ's resurrection, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Uh, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. We celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And boy, that is something to celebrate. Is we, have, we have Resurrection Sunday coming up. And, and to pray with me about that, that, that we can be creative in, in these times right now and, and, um, and really... Um, uh, glorify God and have a tremendous time of worship as we come together to celebrate the resurrection. But boy, that's something to celebrate, the resurrection of Christ. This is the, the seventh thing in the list that we can celebrate. His resurrection is the ultimate and sufficient reason to give Christ the preeminence or, or first place. He is to have the first place in the church, um, the preeminence. I love that word, that he'd have the preeminence. Uh, his resurrection, it resulted in the fullness dwelling in Christ. It says, uh, again, it says, For it pleased the Father, as part of God's will, that in Christ, in him, dwelt uh, all the fullness would dwell. He's God. Jesus Christ is God. The fullness of God. We see, we see that terminology in Ephesians uh, 3.19, the fullness of God. Ephesians 4.13 talks about the fullness of Christ. And... Uh, and uh, and so 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 here, uh, this is something that pleases God. That through the resurrection we see uh, the ultimate fruition, the ultimate. If there's any doubt left, that Jesus Christ is God, and uh, and and He's the one that we've placed our faith in. He's the one that has redeemed us, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He's the one that makes us whole, complete in Him. He's the one that holds it all together. He's the one that has ordained it, and uh, and his, as His plan is unfolding. And uh, um, what an awesome thought. And these are some tremendous truths to celebrate. And, uh, and then we can look at the reconciliation by Christ. Look at verse number 19. Well, again, for it pleased the Father that in him should the fullness dwell. And uh, verse number 20. And having made peace through the blood of the cross. Where did peace come from? Through the blood of the cross. Um, there's a great song out there, a gospel song that says, He's the only king that had to die for his kingdom to begin. The only king that surrendered to win. You see, awesome thought that victory came through the death of Christ. Not from him killing someone else, but through him laying down his life, the victory came. And so, uh, having made peace through the blood of the cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And uh, so, in the New Testament, presents reconciliation as a complete and completed work of Christ by the cross. Um, several occasions, it's noted that all things have been reconciled. The 2 Corinthians 5, 17, for example, right here, all things to be reconciled. 
And, and this is important truth. Uh, to, you know, when we look at this all things, guess what? It means all things. God is, 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 is redeeming and he's, and he's bringing all these things to their final point through the power of Christ. And uh, very important uh, thought there. Now, reconciliation, uh, being brought right, uh, redemption, these words, they're done by him. It's only available through the Lord Jesus Christ. Without him, we never become recipients of this reconciliation. You cannot remove Christ from the gospel. You cannot remove Christ from Christianity. And, uh, and we need to be so careful to, to emphasize Christ and to focus on Christ and understand it, it's all about Christ. And, uh, and, and that's where reconciliation comes from. Verse 21. And you, that were sometime alienated, and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet have now yet now hath he reconciled. Wow, that was me. That was you. Maybe still is you. Whoever you know, if you're listening, if you've never been reconciled, never been saved, that still is you. You were alienated. What does that mean? I've been separated from him. I've been pulled apart uh, uh, because why my mind and my wicked works have, have separated. There's, there's enmity between me and God. But, all the way back to in whom we have redemption through his blood. When you've received the redemption through his blood, which is by faith. For by grace have you been saved uh, through faith. That not of yourselves is a gift of God. Uh, not of works lest any man should boast. And so we come to God by faith, receive the grace to be saved for that blood to be applied to our lives. Uh, then we have been reconciled to him. We're no longer alienated. We are complete in him. We're no longer several. We've been brought in by adoption. Awesome thought. Now, this is uh, uh, this really is to elaborate on the all things that he's redeemed earlier, redeeming to himself. And uh, it makes the verse very personal. Uh, and the thought continues in verse 22. Uh, in the body of his flesh, though death, to, uh, or excuse me, in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Wow. What a thing to celebrate. Our position in Christ because of what he has done. We celebrate who he is. We celebrate uh, the, re the reconciliation. We celebrate the fact that he holds it all together and that he is the, the great sustainer. We celebrate all these things that we've looked at uh, to this morning. And, and, uh, and then the final thought concludes with this, that once he has saved us, what's he doing? He wants to present us unblameable. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, that is exactly what the blood of Christ does. When I stand before God, I stand in Christ, and I am made. I am whole. I am clean, because the Bible says this uh, about the the sacrifice of Christ. Um, uh, he who knew no sin, the Lord Jesus Christ, became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God actually puts into us His own righteousness. It's called the doctrine of imputation. You don't need to know the fancy words, but you need to understand this. The, to impute, to put into one's account. God takes his righteousness when we are reconciled and he puts it in us. So when I stand before God, I am clean. I am spotless. Uh, all my sins were taken care of at Calvary. Uh, Colossians 2, we'll look at in, in a couple days. Uh, he talks about how he, he took our sins and what did he do? He nailed them to the cross of Jesus. What an awesome thought. And uh, I sure appreciate you all. If there's never been a time when you've personally trusted in Christ, 
Or you say, you might say, I, I don't know if I've been reconciled. How do I make this transaction take place? Uh, friend, I'd love nothing more than to show you. Please reach out to me. Uh, if you're seeing this on, uh, on Facebook, you can drop me a line. On YouTube, drop me a line and uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to, to, to take a Bible and to show you how you can know for sure that you are right with, with God. Before a holy and just God, I can stand right and boldly. And, uh, and there's so many things that come with that. But what a thing we can celebrate who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. And, and let's make him our focus today. Let's be mindful of the Lord Jesus Christ and that he, in reconciling us to himself, he wants to present us blameless. He wants us to live for him. As we looked at yesterday, he wants us to, uh, uh, to please him in all things, to with every good work. And uh, so let's uh, let's, like the song says, let's work till Jesus comes. Not because I need to get saved or work my way to heaven, but because I've been gloriously saved and I want to please Him who has reconciled me. I sure appreciate you all. If you need anything, please reach out. And until next time, God bless.